You're listening to the What's Next Discipleship Podcast, presented by MiracleWord.com. These episodes are designed to quickly answer your biggest questions about being a Christian. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. So in this episode, I want to deal with the subject of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And this is something that I feel is, is so vitally important because Jesus did. And I don't even like to look at it as something that should be uh, necessarily separated from salvation. I mean, it's, a, it's not a part of salvation. Of course, we believe that it's a subsequent experience or something that takes place after salvation. Now, it can happen at the time of salvation, but it is a separate experience from salvation. I, the reason I say that is because there are some groups of Pentecostal believers that will teach you wrongly that you're not truly saved unless you speak in tongues. And that's not what the Bible teaches. And so I want to get that out of the way because that's false teaching. That's false doctrine. The Bible doesn't teach that, uh, that you have to speak in tongues to be a Christian. Um, but I do believe it was God's desire that every believer be baptized in the Holy Spirit after they are saved. And I'll show you that from the scripture in this episode. And I wanted to start with Luke chapter 24, because after Jesus' resurrection, he gives his disciples instructions before ascending into heaven. And this is what he says in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So his instruction was, and this would happen, by the way, 10 days later after he said this, he said, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Well, if we turn over to Acts chapter one, you're going to see what power Jesus was talking about. Acts one and verse number eight, listen to this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So here he's describing what will bring the power into their life. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So I do want, I want you to understand something because this is a big debate between people who are Pentecostal and those who are not. Some would say, well, you know, the baptism in the Holy Spirit isn't necessary uh, because every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't seal and fill every believer. He does. However, there is a subsequent experience that empowers you as a believer. Jesus was clear about that. He's not talking to people who are sinners. He's talking to Christians. He's saying to the Christians to tarry in Jerusalem. You know, when the 120 of them waited in the upper room until the day of Pentecost was fully come, they weren't sinners. They were all Christians, but they weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit, were they? because it had not yet been poured out on the earth. But then as you go on throughout the book of Acts 
every time we see the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it's done for people who are already Christians. And so to argue, well, Christians don't need a subsequent experience because every Christian already has the Holy Spirit, not according to Jesus and not according to the narrative of the book of Acts. I'll show you that in several places in just a second. The first one is Acts chapter two. And the Bible says, I'll start with verse one and go to verse four. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We believe that speaking in tongues is the initial sign that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not the only sign, but it is the initial sign as that was the pattern in the book of Acts. So you go on, let's go to Acts chapter eight. Philip goes to Samaria and preaches the gospel there. And the Bible says that they see the signs and wonders that he's performing and they all get saved and there's great joy in the city of Samaria. But then what does, what does uh, Philip do? He calls back to Jerusalem for Peter and John to come and lay his hands on the new believers. Remember, they already got saved. They're already Christians, already new believers. But what happens? Peter and John lay their hands on these new believers and what takes place? They are all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, Acts chapter 8 doesn't tell us they spoke in tongues, but I believe they did, and here's why. Simon the sorcerer is there. And when the people are being filled with the Holy Spirit, as the Bible says they are, something was happening on the outside. Now, being filled with the Spirit is an inward work, not an outward work. Something was happening on the outside that Simon the sorcerer could see. And then after he sees it, he offers to buy it. Let me pay money that I can have this same power too. And he got rebuked for that. So the question is, if they're getting filled with the Holy Spirit and something can be seen on the outside that's proving they're being filled with the Holy Spirit, what else can it be than the things that are happening for all the other Christians getting baptized in the Holy Ghost? They're speaking in tongues. For once again, Acts chapter 10, Peter is in Cornelius's house. They're preaching the gospel. What takes place in Acts chapter 10? As he's preaching, they all get baptized in the Holy Ghost and saved and start speaking with other tongues and prophesying. And the Jews start to testify. They received the same thing we received on the day of Pentecost. What was the sign there? They all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues and extolling God. And the Jews recognized it. And they said, literally, these people, they have just as we have, is the ESV. They, just as we have, they received the Holy Spirit. And so what was the sign they were filled? They started speaking in other tongues. Same thing in Acts chapter 19. Paul goes to uh, Ephesus, which is Turkey, modern day Turkey finds 12 men after they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, which means they got saved, 
Because before Paul got there, the only baptism they had was the baptism in water by John. And, G, and, and Paul preaches the gospel of Jesus to them, baptizes them in the name of Jesus. Then what does he do? He immediately lays his hands upon them and they're all 12 filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues and prophesy. And so what do we have? We have all of these uh, experiences in the book of Acts that show us that when people become believers, the apostles believed the next step was getting them baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what was the sign they had been baptized in the Holy Spirit? They spoke in other tongues, a heavenly language, according to scripture. And so I want you to understand this today. That is something you should pursue. You should pursue the baptism in the Holy Spirit. How does it come? Well, it can come at the time of salvation. We see that in Acts 10. It can come while you're being saved. Uh, in other uh, places, for example, Acts 8 and Acts 19, the elders laid their hands upon people. Just in the same way you'd lay hands on someone to be healed, you can lay your hands on somebody to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's something you absolutely should seek and pursue as a Christian. It is God's desire for every one of his children to be filled with the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit and to be filled with power from on high to be a witness. And listen, I'm also encouraging you that, that you attend a church that believes in the Pentecostal experience, that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that's not ashamed of the moving of the Holy Spirit. We need it today more than ever before. And if you're not yet filled with the Holy Ghost, I would encourage you to approach your pastor, your leader there at the church, and ask them to pray for you, lay their hands upon you, that you could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not for just some believers, it's for every believer, and it fills you with power to do the work of God. Hey, this is Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I just wanted to let you know that we have video versions of every one of these episodes absolutely free hosted at our website, miracleword.com forward slash next. Miracleword.com forward slash next. We have so many free resources available to help you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. Join us. The link is in the description. Click it and get started for free today.